0: Welcome to the Nopalera podcast, a place where I share the journey of building my company from the ground up, as well as the stories of others in our community. I am your host, Sandra Velasquez, founder of Nopalera, a culture-forward brand that celebrates and elevates culture. Aside from making great products, we are cultural storytellers with a mission to inspire our community to stand in their worth. In this podcast, you will hear a mix of solo and guest episodes around the entrepreneurial realities of building a company. I launched Nopalera for my Brooklyn apartment with no outside funding while working three jobs, raising my child in the middle of the pandemic at the age of 44. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope it inspires you to live boldly. Hey, hey, it is Hispanic Heritage Month, and I am so excited for these next couple episodes. Today's guest is Patti Rodriguez, one of the most influential American Latino leaders as a nationally recognized entrepreneur, radio producer, media personality, founder, angel investor, and best selling author who was proudly raised in Los Angeles by Mexican immigrant parents. Patty is the founder of Little Libros, the number one family-trusted bilingual children's media publisher, inspired by her desire to teach her two beautiful boys, Alexander and Oliver, about their family's culture and language. Little Libros impressively raised $2.3 million from the community, making it the first community-owned Latino book company. Her passion for uplifting her community extends beyond children's books, having made angel investments in early stage startups and launching Ciniero Productions in 2021 to elevate the voices and stories of the American Latino experience. Patty is best known as a senior producer and on air talent for the internationally syndicated radio show On Air with Ryan Seacrest from Kiss FM. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation and listen to Patty's story. Patty Rodriguez, welcome to the Nopalera podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you so much, Sandra, for having me. I'm a huge fan of you, of Nopalera, your brand, everything you stand for. So I'm really excited to be chatting with you here today.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. I want to go back to the beginning of even before Little Libros. I won't say little, but Lil Libros. Before you even started that brand, which is now, we'll get to that, but you and your friend Ariana had mm-hmm. several ventures and entrepreneurial ideas that you initiated. Can you just tell me a little bit about those early days of, you know, you're working a full-time job and you're also having these ideas that you're trying to get off the ground?
1: Yeah, of course. It's very interesting because I don't think I ever, I don't think the word entrepreneur, well, it wasn't even in my vocabulary, mm-hmm. but I think the ideas that we had was more of the journey of creating something But um, I was working in radio for 17 years. And during those 17 years, I've had additional ideas that I wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. I think that's really much my personality. I just can't do one thing. Mm. It is really impossible for me to just do one thing. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's it's a good thing, but it's, it's also not a good thing. It has cons and pros. Yeah. Ariana and I have been friends since we were 12 years old. And we've always had ideas and we would always share these ideas with each other. And we were not just sharing ideas, but we were like, Eff it, let's do it. Yeah. Let's explore them.
2: Mm. And
1: it was not it was something just innate in us that we weren't just dreaming these things up. We would literally get up and go explore them. Right. In one instance, for example, we wanted to open a hot dog with a stand. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. And we chose uh, a name for it. What was it
0: called? Do you remember?
1: Uh, Cochinitas.
0: Oh, nice. That's a good name.
1: And I was like, you know, we got to stand out. We were in our 20s, really early 20s. And when we got to stand out, we went to explore locations because the idea was to, like, do this street vending, like, you know, the... The bacon wrapped hot dogs outside of Staples, outside Laker games, outside the Coliseum, the Mexico soccer games. That was a plan. Mm. We're like, we gotta stand out. We gotta stand out from everybody else. We gotta wear some nice heels, some cute little short shorts. Mm. And whatever team is playing, whether it's the Lakers or the Mexican national team, we have to wear that jersey. Yes, yes, represent. Like make it a whole experience. You know, make it a whole experience so we can stand out from the sea of hot dog vendors outside these locations.
0: Totally. And we
1: went to go scout locations. We went to look for the supplies that we needed, the equipment we needed. And we went to Costco to look at how much the buns would cost us. <laughs> and and then, you know, like, it's one of those things that we would do. We would just explore them. And I think you allow the universe to then maybe tell you, like, this is not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And yeah. after a series of ideas similar to cochinitas... It, we culminated with me being pregnant with my son and me wanting to create these children's books, bilingual children's books, and it, it was very evident that the first person that I had to go to was Ariana, just like we had done for the last so many years. Right, <laughs> she was the only one that I knew that would just be just as down as me to move forward
0: to try. Did you ever, I'm curious, did you at any time, like during all of these different, like Gochinitas is one, I read on the LA Times that you also tried to start like a celebrity news website or like you had like shirts or different ideas, right? And you guys always we
1: did like came together
0: to like execute or explore these ideas, right? But did you tell anyone else about these ideas or was it just like between the two of you?
1: We would say them out loud, but I think unconsciously, we always knew that the only people that can help execute this would be me and her. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it always was, like, down, and I'm always just down to, like, figure it out.
0: Yeah, you yeah. Know, we,
1: we try to do a PR agency, too.
0: Right, we, right.
1: And it was one of those things where, like, I think the universe just put us together at 12 years old, knowing that we were... Magnetic toward each other, and it just makes sense. it's puzzle. Yeah. You always be like, oh, it's not a good idea to partner with someone when you're opening, you know, when you're creating a business. You always hear the negative stories, right? Yeah, of course. And it, it is challenging to have a business partner. Yeah. You know, you you're not the same person, but we love each other and respect each other, and we do bump heads. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be able to do this business with anyone else. Mm-hmm. She just understands me. And I understand her completely. It's like we're in the same wavelength mm-hmm. unconsciously. And it's just beautiful. And I hope it remains this way because, again, you do hear the horror stories. Yeah. But for us, it's a mutual respect. And it's always been a mutual respect since we we're 12 years old.
0: So no one tried to talk you out of this? Like, would you tell your family? Would anyone? I'm just curious if people, you know, like you said, you hear the negative stories. And I'm just curious mm-hmm. if during all of these different ideas that you were exploring, if people try to tell you. No. And and maybe it didn't matter because you had each other. I think it's just so important. You're so lucky to have someone who just understands and is like down and like ready to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Especially when there's other people like other noise telling you like, no, it's a bad idea. Or was there noise? I guess like were people trying to talk you out of things? Or maybe you just didn't care.
1: <laughs> you know, we were in the zone when we started this. I don't think if there was any noise, we were not allowing it to get to us. We were like in the zone the first few months mm. when we started Little Libros. The challenge that we faced, it was more of the brands, the bookstores telling us, well, this is not going to work here. Mm-hmm. And, but we were tackling that together, Ariana. and I. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like friends and family. Because our families know us, mm-hmm. they've seen us grow up. It just made sense that Patty and Ariana got together to create this business. You got it. It was never my mom never telling me, I no Patty no la conoce. You know, never like that. You know, it you're was right. it just made sense for everybody. Of course Patty and Ariana are starting a business together. Of course it was only a matter of time. You know, I think it was one of those things. Yeah.
0: Okay, awesome. But you're working full time this whole time. So I'm also curious, when are you finding the time <laughs> to go and explore? I mean you're working a full time job.
1: Yes, I'm working a full-time job. I'm a mother to a three-year-old. But I also have my village. And my village was my family. My mom, my aunt. And may she rest in peace. I could not have done this without her. Mm. We can't do it alone. No. It's just not. Especially in this country. Yeah. um, That is so mentally demanding of each and every one of us. You cannot do this alone. So I was very blessed to have my aunt with me loving my child just as much as I did to allow me the opportunity to be able to step away from the house if I needed to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But to answer your question as well, working a full-time job that I had me waking up at five in the morning, because was working in radio morning radio show. Yes. We're in the zone that the minute that we will put our children to bed to sleep at, at night, we will get to working. Mm. And it was just like, when you're in the, and you understand that. Like when you're in the zone, yeah. and you have this idea and your are laser focused, mm-hmm. you're not sleeping. You're going to see right through it. It feels like a blur now looking back. And it was just like I was in the zone. It, like nothing was going to stop me. I was going to see this happen one way or another. And it didn't matter if I only slept an hour or two mm. and wake up to go to work. Because that passion, that desire to make little libros happen, Mm -hmm. was giving me the fuel and the energy that I needed to tackle every single day yes it was a beautiful like I would never treat it for the world I wish I could go back so I can experience it again yeah it's like being in love and you're dating for the first time Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything is colorful everything is new everything looks beautiful promising you're invincible yeah that's exactly what I would describe it to like when you're falling in love and you're dating for the very first time Everything is possible and nothing can go wrong.
0: I love it. So you're actually sacrificing sleep. Yeah. You wake up early and you're going to work. And is anyone at work noticing, hey, Patty's a little tired, or are you just executing through, like you're just on the high of, of your execution and your ideas?
1: Yeah, I'm on the high of my ideas, in my, ex- my execution. If anything, I found myself even being a better employee. Mm. I think the moment that, I started building something of my own I became a better human being Mm. just overall yeah I felt more confident in myself I felt my ideas mattered I'm building I'm creating and I became more of an asset and I look back now and I feel like the last six years with the morning show I became more of an asset and there was times when I was like you know I can't keep up Maybe I should let go of both things. But I found myself being able to juggle and balance it for the six years that I did both. And I think I was at my best self in both as a mother, as an entrepreneur, and as a member of a team at the radio station.
0: Because the fire inside of you was lit up, right? So you're able to, you're shining bright now in all of the places where you show up, right? At work, at home, and as you're building this brand. That's so beautiful, and it it makes so much sense because it's like you were ignited within. And I'm so curious, this is kind of a loaded question, but what is it that drives you? Like when you're up, you know, till 3 a.m. and you're working, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the result? Are you thinking about the next step? Are you thinking about the impact? You know, everyone has a different thing that drives them, you know? And this is really more like in the building stage, right? Because obviously now you're in a different place. But in those days when you're building... You know, and you're working full-time job, and your kids are little. And what's the thing making you just like the hours are just passing by? It doesn't matter because you're you're fueled by your passion.
1: So it's our story. I love the act of storytelling,
0: mm. and
1: the beauty of storytelling is that it it happens anywhere, everywhere, in every industry. True. You're telling a story. That's what you're selling. You're selling a story, and that's what drives me. Our communities stories. For 17 years on the radio, that's exactly what I did. I was this bridge to this incredible community in the city of los angeles Mm -hmm. and the number one radio show in the entire universe with the number one host of the entire universe to bring these voices that otherwise wouldn't be part of this platform that was my fuel Mm. to find these stories to find these gems within our community of these these people doing incredible things locally And also in bigger platforms, that's what drove me. And then for me, I've always loved literature and reading. That's something that if I could do it all day, every day, that's what I would do all day, just read. I'm fascinated by storytelling through children's books because it is very, very challenging to do because you have two audiences. You have the parent, the caregiver, the adult, and the child. You have to speak to Two very, very different audiences. And then you have the layer of illustrations. You know, pregnant for the first time with Alexander, I found that our stories, just like in any other space, they were not being told. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, we're constantly fighting with Hollywood for our voices to be heard. Mm -hmm. But we forget about the most important audience on earth. And it's our children. Yeah. They are the most important audience we're forgetting them in everything we do, you know, from policies to everything to the last people we think about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm always thinking, like, if we could only just think about our children, what a better place we would live in? Mm. Because that is the solution to all our freaking problems if we only thought about our children. The future. And cool. children's books are the first form of media we introduce our children to. But there wasn't any books at the caliber, I look at your product and at the high quality that you did not cut any corners where it came to the quality from everything, from the packaging, the look, the feel, the story you were trying to tell.
2: Mm-hmm. it's
1: very much aligned with, with what we do at Little Needle. exactly what we wanted because we never had that, but we deserve it.
0: Correct. We deserve
1: quality products. We deserve quality content. Facts. That is just for us.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes
1: sense to us. You don't understand this? It's okay. This is not for you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You're not my audience. It's okay. Move along. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more for you on the other
0: There's more for you.
1: Yeah. You let me have this for our community, and it's all good. Yeah. And that's what we wanted with little libros. We want quality products that the minute you hold it, you feel proud of yourselves. Yes.
0: Yes. But of
1: you. That it I was constantly told that Latino parents weren't buying children's books.
0: Oh, my God. Can we just well, pause on that for we a moment? They were garbage, right? Because they,
2: they were good.
1: You were, <laughs> you were not creating anything for us. You were not welcoming us into your stores. Of course, my mom wasn't going to walk into this freaking store. But we're changing that now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about that because I read where some publishers said, well, Latino parents don't buy books for their kids. Can you tell us that story? <laughs> and I'm assuming that this person was not Latino.
1: No, the majority (laughs) of the folks in the publishing, and especially in the children's book industry, they're definitely not Latino. The gatekeepers are not not Latino. Yeah. But yeah, there was this misconception. And it is heartbreaking. But at the same time, it allows people like us to understand that one, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And two, it gives us the agency to then decide, instead of waiting for you to tell me what my worth is, Mm -hmm. I'm going to create and I will show you my worth Not to you, but to my community. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Enough with waiting to people to create our destiny. It's done. Like, I am fed up with that. Like, I am moving on Mm -hmm. from that mentality and that way of thinking. I'm not going to no longer waste my time. Yeah. Our companies will create our brands on our values and our mission and goals. Mm -hmm. And the beauty about our brands and our companies is that we're giving opportunity to our young generation. We're building the next gatekeepers,
0: Yes. I love that.
1: That's how you win. It's not fighting. It's just, you know, minding our own business and creating for us and creating our own communities and empowering each other instead of trying to get permission, the permission or the awards or whatever from them. Every day I'm more realizing that what matters is the impact that we're creating within our own communities than the way we're seen by other folks
0: mainstream culture mm-hmm. yeah i love it it's so beautiful we are mainstream. yeah i mean hello right <laughs> that's the thing that's the irony of it right and i've experienced this too obviously with my own brand where people they want to know well how many latinos are there like can they afford this or you know mm-hmm. with my brand and this whole nonsense of like this concept that we don't want quality products that somehow we can't afford quality products that, you know, we don't retort children, that clean beauty is for white people. Like this is just nonsense and we just prove them wrong by existing. And I love this, what you said about, we are creating the next gatekeepers because that's how I feel too. I feel like it's us that's going to open the doors for each other. Mm -hmm. And then more of us continue to succeed. And then we are the ones that help people from our community succeed as well. That's how it's going to go.
1: A thousand percent.
0: So now you have little Libros and What happened? (laughs) So you have this idea. And like, first of all, who wrote the initial stories and who did the illustrations?
1: So the initial stories, I had created a handful of the manuscripts because we released three books at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. The idea was to create a brand. I didn't want it to be a one-hit wonder. I wanted to release three products at the same time, which is exactly what we did. It was the three first books, Loteria, Frida, and Zapata's books. Mm -hmm. And what we wanted with these books is Very simple. Celebrate our culture, our identity. Mm -hmm. Tap into the nostalgia that we, you know, from us growing up Mm -hmm. and be eager and excited to introduce these concepts to our very own children to continue the art of storytelling from generation to generation. So those things don't get lost. Yeah. I grew up with a lot of shame being Latina and it took many years for me to love myself, love Mm -hmm. who I was, love my accent, love where I came from. Forgive myself for not understanding my parents. Mm -hmm. And all those things is what I didn't want my children to ever feel. I don't want my children to ever be ashamed of their identity. Instead, be proud of this duality. And those were my goals with these books. And quality Mm -hmm. was also very important. I wanted my books to be just as beautiful as those books published by the big publishers. Yeah. I wanted people to actually be like, wait, these books were created by Latinas? No. Mm -hmm. But tell me who really created these. I really wanted that. Right. You know, be like, Mm -hmm. because we can do it. And what I didn't expect was the immediate reaction shortly after, because I didn't have a big Instagram following, but we sold out immediately after we released our books. We did a print run of 2,000 books each. 6,000 books total. And we sold out. Did that
0: feel like a lot of the time? Did that oh my feel God. Like a it lot? felt like
1: yeah. I, it was going to take us years <laughs> to sell. And I remember telling Ariana, you know what, Arianna, it doesn't even matter. As long as we sell one, like, oh man, just, I'm going to be dancing in cloud nine. Just so happy. Yeah. And we sold out completely of all of them, like within not even a month. And we had to do one other reorder immediately. I love it. And we were panicking. because We are like, are we going to get them on time? Like, okay, well, these are good problems to have. Yes.
0: <laughs> But where were you selling them this initial run? Because this is before you were in stores, right?
1: Before we were in stores, so we created a website. We all did it ourselves. You know, I I have a little bit of like Photoshop skills experience. So I found myself spending a few hours trying to design it myself. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're creating our baby. Yeah. We sold it online. And then we started doing events, which at that time... Events was not for books. It was food or little like handmade items. But it was not something that you mass produce at this level and this quality. But I was like, we got to go where our people are. Yeah. You know, we got to elevate these spaces. Yeah. So we started doing these um, street vending festivals, wherever we had the opportunity to go, we were there. And this was seven, oh my god, we year 2014, 2015. So we were standing out. We would print out these huge posters with the illustrations. Mm -hmm. And then the books call you in. They're so colorful and beautiful. And it just looks so something that you've never seen before. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And it would just draw people in. People were curious. They're like, what is that there? Mm -hmm. And there were children's books. And people couldn't say no to them. Whether you had children or not, right. you knew you had children in your life. Yes. Whether you gave birth to them or not, it didn't matter. Everyone has children in their life. Yes. Somebody even say, I don't even, I don't even have any kids. I don't even have any kids in my life, but they're for me. <laughs> they're so beautiful that I just want them for me, for my house. Mm-hmm. And we found that too. And it, we were just like, wow, this is beautiful and exciting because like this didn't exist.
0: Yeah. And so you're doing these events. Did you do the Target Book Festival? or the Sorry, not the Target one, the L.A. Times Book Festival?
1: Yeah, we did the L.A. Times the first year in 2015, and they put us in the worst possible location <laughs> by like the travel section where people are just giving out bookmarks and flyers. But people found us and we had a line like around the aisle that we were at and mm-hmm. we were so blown away by the experience like, really, we can't believe it and um that same year in 2015 wasn't even a, our first year anniversary we were already at target stores
0: so how did that did they find you did they come to you from did they discover you at these events
1: no so what happened is immediately after we did our first print run we wrote a list of where we wanted to be mm-hmm. and we didn't have connections to any of these people But we had Google, we searched the headquarter addresses and we kind of found a way to find, oh, maybe this is a buyer, maybe not. But one thing that I did know from my time working in radio is that there are interns who open the mail. Yes. And their job is to be the gatekeeper of this mail that's received. And if it stands out enough, the intern will then hand it to a person of power. Right. And I knew in my heart this was going to happen. I said, I don't care who opens this. They're going to fall in love with these books so much. They're going to end up in the hands of a decision maker. Mm
2: -hmm. So we just
1: blindly send our books out to Barnes & Noble to Target. And sure enough, it's exactly what happened, because if your product is good enough, Mm -hmm. You know, the thing that we're all very good at is spotting talent and good things. Because when we find something good, we cannot wait to share it. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what happened. It ended up in a mail room. Who knows who opened it? No idea. But whoever opened it, they loved this so much that it ended up in the hands of the people that decide what makes it in their stores or not. And that happened with both Target and Barnes & Noble. We received a letter from both of them within months after sending out those press kits and. By October, to the year of building Little Libros, we were already at over 500 target stores across the country.
0: Congratulations. I love it so much. It was so surreal. So surreal. But also, you did that. Like, it was not an accident. You actually, you sent the books. I'm so curious how many press kits you sent out. Or was it just to very specific retailers, right?
1: Very specific retailers, we wanted Target, we wanted Barnes and & Noble, and we wanted a mm. We wanted a few museums across the country, and we sent it out to those. And during that time, Ariana and I would literally spend a day out on the street going to local bookstores mm-hmm. here and showing them the books ourselves. And that worked for us. And then it just for like wildfire. We would get emails from bookstores across the country. Oh my God, somebody on Instagram forwarded me these books. We have to have these books on our stores. Mm-hmm. Like wildfire, it just happened so fast. And then the beauty too is that where we're seeing that more Latinas in our community were creating their own little gift shops and their own little stores. Oh, we have a little store here in, in San Diego and we would love to carry your books. And that was like even more special. That we were creating quality products for our own small business owners to carry. Yes. You know, usually these shops, you know, they are, they're exporting things from Mexico. And now they're carrying things that are hyphenated American by their own community. It was just like this beautiful synergy. Yes. And then being in stores that people would never think books would exist. Mm. You know, it's just beautiful to see that Little Libros changed that. Now you walk into a local gift shop. Yeah. You you don't just see our books, but you see books from authors in our community, cookbooks and chapter books. And Mm -hmm. it's just so wonderful and beautiful to see it. It's just like, wow, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I love it because you really, like you said, you created, I call it the brand magnet. You know, you created a high quality thing that was needed and you made it beautiful. You made it high quality and it attracted everyone to it, mm-hmm. all the right people that you wanted it to be for. You got into the stores that you wanted to be in, and then you attracted your community as well. And I also was very shocked at how many boutiques there were. I had no idea, actually, that there were so many gift shops and boutiques in the country until they started applying to become an Opeleta stockist. I was like, oh my God, how many are there? You know, there's so many. And it's so beautiful to see so many of them owned by Latinas. Yeah. You know, I love to see that. And I love the circularity of it, you know, like... They're opening businesses, we're supporting their business, you know, and then they're supporting us. And I just love that. And then it just inspires more people to do the same.
1: Yeah. Now you walk into these stores and, you know, the majority of these products are from Latina small business owners.
0: It's amazing. From
1: here, from the U.S. Yes. It's just so
0: beautiful. Yes. And I also, as a consumer, get to discover other Mm -hmm. brands because I get to visit these stores and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. I love Mm -hmm. that. I have to buy everything.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's how you create wealth within our community. It's exactly what we're doing right now. Yes, it's not well just for the, our company and brand; it's well for the entire community.
0: Yes, so let's talk about that. So now you're getting to Target. You're in five hundred stores. How many stores are you in now? Is it still five hundred or is it more?
1: It's five hundred stores at that time. You know, with Target, it sort of just fluctuates a little bit. But then we are start moving to you know Barnes and Noble. We mm-hmm. start with a very small amount of stores there. Then we get into Amazon. And then, like, we're at museums and small local stores, like, just very well-known bookstores, like the Powell's Bookstore um, Mm -hmm. here on the West Coast. Like, those type of bookstores that are just so renowned and Mm well-known. You know, again, to us, it's just the community that we're creating, like, on the ground. Yeah. You know, that's, like, the most powerful. Just building a Little Libros as a community business. Mm -hmm. When you look back, you're like, who built this company? It was our own community. No one else but us.
0: Yes, yes. And so it's great to get into a lot of stores, but that's also a lot of inventory, which Mm -hmm. means that's also a lot of money that you have to front. So how are you figuring out how to do this? I mean, you know, 500 stores is a lot to create inventory for. So how are you able to, you know, obviously you guys figured it out, but what are you, you know, what's happening now in your trajectory?
1: Yeah, for capital, because we're first generation Americans, parents of immigrants with zero network yeah we don't have a rich uncle on the east coast that can just write out a check to us and we pay him back or not you know yeah that Um, would be nice yeah we were depending and relying a lot on these private loans Mm -hmm. especially like on the websites like we had a paypal account we got numerous times paypal loans yeah we moved to shopify we moved our shopping cart to shopify and shopify also offers loans and yeah,
0: that's how I've survived. Yeah.
1: And we did that many, many times. And, you know, eventually that could only take you so far. You've got to scale. Ex- exactly. And then we started looking at larger loans and private large loans in the like 90,000s. Yeah. And those felt overwhelming and very scary. Yes. You know, because again, not only are you building a business with zero network, we have these money wounds that we carry personally. Yes. You know, so the fear of being responsible for ninety thousand dollars—it is freaking crippling. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's when, for me personally, I had to then, I had to work on me, and on myself, and on my relationship with money. Yes. And I had to find ways to not be afraid of money. Yes. But instead, see money as a vehicle to the goal and the missions that I have for me personally. And for the brand mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of courage. Yes. It's not easy. Nope. It is hard. It comes with a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. But before little libros, I had a house fire and we lost my house. We lost our house to a fire. It's a house that I bought for my mom and we lost everything. So I think that moment drove me to understand how fickle life is and how everything can be gone in an instant including ourselves Mm -hmm. and I told myself that the fear of dying without leaving anything for my children was a lot greater than the fear I had of money
2: Mm -hmm. or the
1: fear I had of risk or the fear I had of pushing toward a goal Mm -hmm. that fear weighed heavy on me and being the oldest in my family Daughter of immigrants, there's a responsibility that weighs heavy on us, that we are carrying our family forward. And it's on us, unfortunately, and fortunately, too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's pros and cons to that. Mm -hmm. So with that responsibility, you have to find ways and understand what is pushing you, holding you back Mm -hmm. and what you can do to let go of those shackles because we all carry them. Yes. And I have to do it. And letting go of that fear is what keeps allowing us to grow. So you take that loan out for 90,000, but then you pay it back, but you need larger capital as you continue growing. Yeah. You know, we have a staff of 15, a team of 15. Amazing. You know, you need to grow. You need to pay these folks. You need to pay a living wage. And where do you get this capital? So We have all these dreams, all these goals at the company, not just creating children's books, but we want to move into games, bilingual games, and then in the near future animation. Mm. So where are we getting all this capital from? And we looked at investors with big pockets and we talked to a few of them because at that time it felt like that's the only option, but it never felt right to hand over your baby to the same people that didn't believe in you at the beginning.
0: Mm. Yes. Oh, my God.
1: Now you believe in it. Mm -hmm, Now mm -hmm. that I poured my blood, sweat and tears. Now you can just waltz in. and I'm going to just hand it to you. That doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense that I'm going to keep you getting richer while my community gets nothing from this. Mm -hmm. And I prayed a lot. I believe in the universe. I believe in a higher power. I believe in God. I believe that with patience, we get the answers. And we were in no rush. We just knew it was going to work out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting watching Netflix. This was a few years ago. Watching Club de Cuervos. I don't know if you were familiar with that show. Yeah, It's on Netflix. If you haven't watched, it's a great show. It's a show about two siblings who lose their father. And their father leaves both of them their soccer team, the family's soccer team. So now you have these two siblings with egos that are competing with each other to see who can be the best leader for the soccer team. And at the end of the season, it culminates with the two siblings coming to terms with each other and realizing that family matters the most and that the team and the people that built the team is what matters. So they both decide to sell the team to the community. Mm. And I swear to you, I'm laying on my bed and I see like the light of God shining between the curtains. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is exactly what we have to do. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, our community is who helped little libros become what little libros is Mm -hmm. not those people with the big pockets. They're the ones that didn't believe in it. They said no to us. Mm -hmm. And it's aligned with everything that we had built from day one. It was just this perfect moment of like, this is it. And I call Ariana and Ariana's like, that's fuck. Let's do it. It's fucking genius. Yeah. Again, you know, that's the beauty about our relationship. I would say it's like, we're just like one person and that's just like separated by energy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But it's the same. And we get to working and trying to figure out if it's something that we can do. And sure enough, just recently... There was a law that President Obama passed that allow people like us, regular folks, to be able to invest in startups. Because before, only people that were already millionaires Mm -hmm. were able to invest in companies, creating a never-ending cycle. Mm -hmm. The rich were getting richer While the poor had or the poor or us had no access to these opportunities. Mm -hmm. And now this new window of opportunities opening up, not just for our community, but for small business owners that don't have access to these networks, to these big, heavy pockets. Mm -hmm. Now you can build community at a larger scale. Now it's not like we're for the community. We are community owned. And there's so much power in that. And I believe for us as small business owners, especially black and brown business owners, this is the future for us. Mm-hmm. This is what we have been waiting for. Yeah, Now we can raise the capital that we need while uplifting each other and creating cultural and generational wealth for generations to come.
0: And you've created a whole community of investors. I'm an investor, by the way. Thank you very much. Yes. And I'm sure that there's, I mean, how many investors, how many people invest in your... We have over
1: 5,000 investors. Okay. I would say we're still tallying up, but I would say over 90% of our investors are Latinx. Mm-hmm. And a large majority of them have never invested in their lives. So that is so beautiful that we planted a seed.
0: Yes, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I was curious you about, yeah, what is the stat of the percentage of people that this is their first time ever investing?
1: Even um, even saying that word out loud. I know. You know, like these vocabulary words that were never even part of, of our existence.
0: Yeah. Now
1: yeah. they're very much part of us. Yes. Like at this type of level where it no longer feels intimidating, scary, but we are yearning to learn and we are yearning for leaders in our community to lead us to these places to help create legacy. Yes, That's why it's so important. Like as a small business owner in our community, it's not just about creating a product. What we're doing is we're leaders
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we are leading our community to freedom. I say it because it's the truth. We, yeah. if staying true to our identity, staying true to our mission, which is to uplift each other, that's exactly what we are going to do because it's, it's more than a brand, it's more than a company, is helping each other up and growing together and owning all of this together.
0: Yes, it's not a moment, it's a movement. And you have inspired so many people, and myself included. I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it, Patty. I mean, do you, have you ever seen anything where it was a Latino company created that 5,000 people contributed to? And I think that you raised way over what you were trying to raise.
1: You know, we're like, oh, I was like, if we raise a million dollars, we'll take it, we'll take it. Yeah. We ended up doing 2.5 million. But I don't know, to tell the truth, but I don't think there's any, no other company in the entire country that can say that is 90% Latino owned. Yeah. And we're talking about community.
0: Yes. People that put in $100. dollars talking about like
1: normal, regular people. Yes. That believe in this so much. And that's what's beautiful.
0: Yes. I love it so much. And wow, the time has just flown. I want to dive into these rapid fire questions with you before we close out here. So... What is the best piece of advice that you have ever received?
1: Uh, My mentor and friend, uh, Beatriz Acevedo, I'm sure a lot of you listening know who she is. Mm -hmm. She said to me, not all money is the same. Hmm. Take what you will from that. That's what made me understand. It's true, not all money is the same.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's true. And that's just highlighting what we just were saying. Yeah. Number two, what does success... Look like or feel like to you?
1: I was just in Mexico with my mom to bury my aunt, and we find out that my my deal is ill, but we can fix it, and all it requires is resources,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I have those resources. That is success. Yes. Helping, being there for your family. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all want. Mm -hmm. You know, the last few days I was just thinking about, you know, gosh, if I didn't have the resources, we would just be contemplating on uh, and just feeling helpless,
0: defeated, Mm -hmm.
1: defeated, helpless. I don't want my mom to bury another sibling anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So I told my mom, we have resources. Mm -hmm. We're going to help my uncle, my deal, and he's going to be healthy and he's going to see his daughters grow up. And we're going to do this together. That's what success is.
0: So beautiful. I love it. I agree. I often say, like, I'm building so that my daughter does not know what an overdraft checking fee is.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Those those were painful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what does your perfect day look like?
1: Dude, honestly, being left alone and just read. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love
0: it. So many people have asked this question to say like, it always ends up with like, they're working somehow. I'm like, you're working on your perfect day. Really? So I love that you said like being left alone and read. I love it. Yeah.
1: Like right now my kids are at the beach. And this morning before I jumped on with you, I took a nap. I was like, Mm. I just want to take a nap. I want to meditate. I want to Before I take naps, I meditate on the dreams that I have. Mm. Like, I just want to dream. My dreams in peace without hearing, Mom, I want to snap. Mom, I'm hungry. (laughs) Mom, Oliver, it hit me. It was like the greatest nap before I jumped on here with you. (laughs) Mm.
0: I love it. What do you want to be remembered for?
1: I que no me rajé. Mm
2: You
1: know, que no me rajé. We won't always succeed at everything. Mm-hmm. Pero con que no nos ajemos. Mm-hmm. You know, that would, lead, that would lead you to something, something that will surprise you about you. And I do want my kids, though, to have a portrait of me in their dining room. A really big one, like, como las novelas, así bien grandotas, like oil painting. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) Okay, well, my father's a painter, so let me know when you're ready for that. He's an amazing, amazing oil painter.
1: Beautiful. Please share his work with me. I would love to see it.
0: Yes, yes, he's amazing. And then just lastly, is there anything, you're a full-on entrepreneur now. You are running a company with 15 people. Is there anything that you wish you would have known before?
1: You know, I think there's so many things that I wish I could have done differently. I would have known differently. But then, you know, I look back at my experience and everything was divinely set up for me. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't change it for anything. Would I wish I had started sooner? Of course. Mm. But maybe I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I wish I had known more about Investing in the way money works and had treated my money wound sooner and the trauma that we in the relationship would have with money sooner. But at the same time, too, maybe I would have been reckless with that information. Mm-hmm. But it came to me at the right moment. Mm-hmm. And here we are now. No regrets. No regrets.
0: Matthew, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. I can't wait to go back and to listen to it and for everyone to hear your story and all of the wisdom that you dropped. And you're just such an inspiration to the community. I can't wait to see what happens next for Little Libros. I'm excited to see what happens next. I'm an investor. I'm following along. Thank you. And cheering you on from the sidelines. So thank you again.
1: No, and thank you, Sandra, for creating something so wonderful and very much needed. I'm a huge fan of your charcoal soap. Oh, thank you. And also the the butter moisturizer. Hmm. And just all the details and the artwork and It's just so beautiful to see. And this is just the very, very beginning for you, for me, for everyone listening, this is just the beginning. Today is our first day.
0: Yes. Visit nopaleta.co to pick up your favorite self-care items for yourself and your friends and family. Join our mailing list to be the first to hear about new products and exclusive promotions and follow us on IG at nopaleta.co. And if you are an entrepreneur looking for more real talk and resources, you can join my entrepreneurial newsletter from my personal website, sandaliliavelasquez.com and be the first to know when I host workshops and masterclasses. Everything is linked below in the
2: show notes. Stay resilient.